Hello, everybody. Greg Davis with you. It is Wednesday, April 25, May 25, and uh, we're glad to be with you here this afternoon. Broadcasting uh, live from the past. Yeah, from a month ago. I'll figure out what day it is. April, where'd that come from? It's May. It's 25th. Um, it's a good day to be alive. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? Um, glad to be with you. Hope you'll uh, be a part of the program today. We're glad to have you here at 101.1 FM. Thank you for listening all day long, all night long, and uh, right here for these little two hours that we uh, we show up every day. Uh, WXJC Radio, you can find all the schedule there, and uh, also PriorityTalkRadio.com as well. You can go there to uh, find everything about this uh, program and uh, the time, the podcast, the, uh, the, the video, the Rumble page, and also you want to head over to Facebook.com as we are uh, broadcasting our show live there via video. Are we up? We're, we're good. Uh, via video, we are uh, live right now, and uh, glad you're with us. So uh, check it out, and uh, if you're unable to call during the program and you want to make a comment, you can do it there at our Facebook page. We would love to have you um, do that, and we, we will be doing our best to monitor those as the show goes. And uh, we, and even if I don't say something, I, I usually do see it. Okay, so even if I don't comment back to you during the show, that doesn't mean that I didn't see it. All right, we're glad you're with us. Of course, yesterday was the big primary vote day. It happened yesterday. Of course, was this big tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. We've learned more, much more about that today as well. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll hit on that. Uh, I guess the themes today will be. Much the same as they were yesterday, uh, but just a day later, because there's a whole new perspective on things than um, than we were able to give you or, or have yesterday. Yesterday, we were still encouraging uh, many of you to get out and go vote, and the sad thing is uh, not too many people voted. <laughs> About 23% of uh, registered voters actually uh, went out to the polls yesterday and uh, got their their vote heard only 23 percent of registered voters got their sticker yesterday only only 25 percent 23 percent yeah got the i voted sticker yep i mean that's worth going for just yep. the sticker makes you look important i don't yeah, makes look, you look like, i don't i don't wear makes you look very patriotic and you know all that kind of stuff i don't wear those stickers, that's like man. wearing a i stopped wearing stickers when i was in third grade dude. that's Come like on. wearing an american flag tie to church the sunday before the fourth it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, but a sticker. Come on, man. So uh, it went down, and Jason has been um, on a on a rock or an island or yeah, and, and knows nothing basically. What's that? Is that correct about the election? Yes. About the results yesterday. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna wow me with this. Do you know nothing? Really? I, I honestly, no. Because I, I brought I up, home. I said, "Hey, something kind of surprised me," and Jason went, "I haven't seen anything." I went home yesterday and was working on. <laughs> the cre- I, I I get home and my creative yeah. side of me is is popping, so I'm just like I, I turn well, off the TV and everything. Else. I appreciate you getting creative, You're getting creative on my behalf. I hey, appreciate absolutely. that. Absolutely, it's fun. Enjoy it. Um, so you don't know anything? Literally no. nothing? No. Okay. So you're like uh, the average uh, person in Alabama. You know nothing about what's going on. Well, I well let's say, say uh, over seventy-five percent. I just haven't checked on the on the primary stuff, other than I've seen a couple of people you know, online on, on on a couple of different yeah. social media platforms say that hey, you know, there's a low voter turnout for the primary. That's actually probably par for the course with Alabama. Twenty-three percent. Yeah, and that, that's about right. They they're good about the general elections and and, and presidential yeah. elections, but 
primaries, the Alabamians don't really hit that a lot. Well, let's say this, Jason. Here it is. I could not have been more wrong. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. And, and look, I made my predictions on a couple of things, and, and I told you then, it, it wasn't that I I wasn't saying this is what I hope happens. I wasn't saying that this is what I'm, you know, uh, is it my uh, desire? I was just telling you what I thought. And I could not have been more wrong. Well, I say that. I was wrong on the governor race. Oh, okay. The governor. I predicted Ivy in the high 30s, maybe 40. Mm -hmm. I thought she was going to underperform. I picked Tim James to be at around 20. Remember, that's what I said. And then a runoff between the two. And, you know, who knows? Did not turn out that way at all. Um, Ivy got, I think, is the total number now about 55%. Oh, dear. Totally dominated. Totally dominated the field. Well, so no runoff for it, governor. It's it, over. It pays to have a, a local media in, in, in all the major cities in Alabama to love and protect you. I get. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I do know about that. Believe me. I mean, I don't think she's uh, been made available to. Uh, to I guess I just underestimated the fact that people were paying attention because for the life of me, even if you love Ivy, love everything about her, you know, and that's fine. I, I, look, I, I, I think Governor Ivy, I've said many times, it could be a whole lot worse. The question was, could it be better? It, there's, it's, uh, it's not anything personal. It's just more of I would I would have thought people would have been turned off by the fact that she absolutely was not available and did not campaign at all and didn't four years ago either. I guess I should have learned from it four years ago. Um, no debate ha- has hasn't answered a question yet. Hasn't done an interview yet. Nothing. And so I would have thought that would have turned some people off, but it didn't. Because I mean, people who actually go vote. I'm, I'm going to tell you very that, that people are not going to like to hit the. Some people are going to get mad at me for saying this. You may get mad at me for saying this. Okay. The reality here in Alabama is that people do not do their research. They don't care to vote. They are stuck in their own little world. And unfortunately, like the most rest of the nation, everyone's got their heads buried in either a phone or the television. Well, in their but own on the phone or the television, bubble. you could have seen her answering questions. You could have seen, you know, her... Hypothetically, yes, you could, but here's the reality. The reality is is that most people in Alabama do not pay attention to politics. Yeah. They just don't. That's well, why... Well, I know, I know they don't, but yeah. only 23% voted. But of the 23% who voted, who cared enough to go vote, yeah. I would have just thought there would have been quite a bit more who would have said, you know what, if you can't debate and if you can't answer questions and you can't do interviews and you can't go out and do campaign rallies or talk to the people... Maybe somebody else should have a chance. That was just my gut feeling. And I get that. But that also brings into question the average Alabama voter. It didn't change how I was going to vote. Yeah. It brings into question, though, the the average Alabama voter. What are they actually thinking? What are they paying attention to? What do they really care about? And are they just reactive to the point to where they only react if something affects their personal life? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So she dominated. uh, I think it was 55%. Look, I added up the votes... No, it's 54%, I guess, was the final. Maybe it rounds up to 55. Um, I added up the votes of Lindy Blanchard, who came in second, Tim James in third, 
Lou Burdett in fourth, and Dean Odell in fifth. Uh, they were the only ones who uh, they were the ones who registered at least one percent of the vote. Okay, from the bottom up, Odell, Burdett, James, Blanchard. I added all of their totals together, and I still was uh, 80,000 votes short of getting to Ivy, to her number. I mean, it was a trouncing. We just got it was a trouncing. And so um, Governor Kay Ivey will be uh, the Republican nominee. And uh, you, you got to think we'll win re-election in Alabama. Yolanda Flowers um, edged out, and maybe this is still in, uh, well, there's going to be a runoff on the Democrat side. Malika Sanders-Fortier, who is a current uh, state senator, very very nice lady, Um they uh, are right there together. I mean, they're within two or 300 votes of each other. They'll be in a runoff. I don't know if they're still counting to see who got first or second. I don't even know if it matters, quite honestly. Um, you're in a runoff. You're in a runoff. So um, Yolanda Flowers and Malika Sanders, 48. Uh, Malika Sanders, 48, is the daughter of one Hank Sanders, former state senator. In the Senate, any idea, Jay? You don't even know in the Senate. You don't know what happened, do you? Nope. Okay, in the Senate, what was my prediction? Do you remember? I don't remember the Senate prediction. Yeah, I predicted um, Britt in about 40. Yeah. And I predicted uh, Brooks at about um, up up to maybe 30, 35. Okay. That was sort of the range I felt like. Um. Katie Britt did come in first, but we have a runoff. Ah, okay. She registered 45% of the vote. Mo Brooks, 29%. Oh, wow. So Mike Durant has uh, conceded, given it up. And uh, Katie Britt gave a, a rousing speech last night. Uh-huh. Did, did anybody hear her speech? I did not. Wow. She was really fired up. Oh, Really fired up. Excited. Excited. I hope so in a good way. Did anybody hear that? You know, Mo was Mo, you know, (laughs) no different. Yeah, Mo is Mo. It's about as unexciting a a public speaker, politician as you'll ever see. Uh, And she, just the opposite. I mean, um, over the top excited. So it's a runoff on the Republican side between Katie Britt and Mo Brooks. The question will be, can Mo Brooks corral the Mike Durant vote? That's really where it's at. The other votes were pretty insignificant. Will Durant supporters vote for Brooks? Will they turn out? Because if they don't turn out for Brooks, Katie Britt will be the next U.S. Senator Republican nominee. It, it, it's that simple, quite honestly. Uh, they can some of them can vote for Brit, but that's not going to change anything. If they 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 will almost in total need to show up and vote for Mo Brooks. And without a governor's primary on there, you think the you think the turnout if 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 we think the turnout of twenty three percent yesterday was low, uh, wait till June twenty first. Without the governor's race without there being a runoff. Um, it, it, so this is really going to come down to turnout, and will Durant's voters just stay home and go, eh, 
he's out of it, we're done? Or will they consolidate behind Brooks and give him enough support to make up the 100,000 votes he needs to catch Katie Britt? I think uh, Brooks is uh, on an uphill battle. No doubt about it. On the Democratic side, Will Boyd uh, won that and uh, with overwhelming 64% and uh, will be the uh, Democratic nominee uh, for U.S. Senate from the great state of Alabama. Uh, but the number of votes just tell you. I mean, um, look, you had three people on the Republican side. Here's their, their vote totals. 288, 288,000, 188,000, 150,000. Uh, Will Boyd got 107,000. Uh, he would have been in fourth place on that side and a distant fourth place. So the voters are just not there on the Democrat side to uh, to win this, barring some crazy turn of events like, like Doug Jones. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's and that is something to consider. When you, when you make a nominee, so as Republicans or Democrats, but let's just say when you when you nominate someone to be your 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 person, you better make sure that they're not going to get taken down. That's how Doug Jones won. And it, look, if it can be done to Roy Moore, it can be done to anyone. So you better know. That's where, when you get to that level, it, uh, it sometimes it's helpful to have someone who's very tested and vetted, because you never know what may be looming out there. Uh, and and it, look, anything can be made up about anybody, but you got to go with someone who, if something was going to be made up, it probably would have already been made up. But of course, in Judge Moore's case, that didn't even matter. Okay, I got to take a break. Then we come back. We'll continue to talk more about these. Um, we'll get to the Secretary of State, Attorney General. And the all-important state amendments. Uh, we'll, tell you, <laughs> we'll tell you about those as well. Your thoughts. Hey, what surprised you the most? That amendment. 205-941-1011. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked, and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So he's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage president Jim Corey and his team, let them go to work for you. Jody, Dawson, Melody, look, they're great partners and they will help you find the right program at the lowest rate with the lowest closing costs. They're ready to go to work for you today for that dream home, maybe your first home, refinancing, 
possibly a cash out to pay for some bills or some other things you've got in front of you, let his team go to work for you today at 205-661-6868. It's Fox Mortgage and Jim Corey where they're quick as a fox, 205-661-6868. Hey everyone, I'm John Irwin. You are listening to Greg Davis, Priority Talk on WXJC. Okay, just to continue to follow up on the Katie Britt, Mo Brooks, um, big question now is, will there be a, a debate? Uh, you know, they um, uh, wanted a debate, and Durant, you know, wouldn't participate. Remember, they were high, Mo and Katie both, I believe, were highly critical of, of him for not wanting to debate. And, of course, that's when he was sort of in the lead, according to the polls, and he went down after that. Of course, doesn't matter on the governor's side, apparently. Because everybody debated except for one, and that person got 55% of the vote. Um, but we'll see. I heard um, our local news in Birmingham last night touting a debate that it was going to be that it was going to happen and going to happen on those airwaves. But I've looked today, and it seems to me like they're still asking if there will be a debate. People are so I don't know. We will see, but. Um, I think the question now is, would Katie Britt, who now finds herself in a pretty good spot, okay, got 100,000 more votes, would she now take on the mindset that Durant had, which is, I'm ahead, I'm going to play it safe, not take a risk, and not debate? After everyone being so critical of Durant for not wanting to debate. You know, when people get in the lead, then they don't want to debate because they think, hey, I got nothing to lose. And, hey, and it worked for the governor. Uh, Arab, it's Michael. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Greg. Like you, I was disappointed. Uh, but at least it wasn't a runoff. But when I really got to thinking about things, I'm not surprised because, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I mean, the first Republican governor I remember was Guy Hunt back in the early 90s. Yep. And I believe every Republican that has served as governor has won a second term. Is that isn't that right? Um. Well, yeah, that sounds right. I, I can't think of one who didn't. Yeah. And, and you know, Bentley had to leave halfway through his term, but he did get reelected. I mean, right. So, with that in mind, why would a sitting Republican governor want to debate? Because they can't. You know, all they could do was hurt them. Right. I, I'm sure yeah, I mean, her people have that in mind. Oh, there's no doubt about it. She's in the lead and knew it and just didn't want to, you know, you don't want to do anything to, to blow it. And so it's playing it safe. I, uh, you know, and I would say not the disappointing part to me is that uh, people don't mind uh, being uninformed and debating and answering Absolutely. questions and doing interviews every four years. That's sort of part of the. The, the informing the public, but the public don't want to be informed, apparently. Right. You know, and I think Kay Ivey's commercials really helped her, especially with the women voters, because I know my wife was really upset with her during the COVID thing when everything was shut down and you couldn't go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. But then when she come out of that commercial about Bless Your Heart, that really, you know, for a few days kind of won her over, and then she, you know, come back to remembering everything she 
that Kay Ivey had done that made her mad, but I... I think her commercials really helped her, especially with women. I don't they think there's any doubt. I think you were spot on. I absolutely, as um, tried as they were, they worked. Yep. And, uh, you know, at 10 o'clock, I, I didn't know who had won, so I flipped on all the local and Huntsville's uh, yep. news stations. They all led with Katie Brett. To me, that was, that was a much bigger story to them than the governor's race. You can tell they were really in love with Katie Britt. Yeah, well, it's a it's a Senate race. It's a Senate, so sometimes that does come ahead of the the governor. But um, yeah, there, there's a love affair with with Katie Britt, and uh, you know, to be so new on the scene and to uh, to to get where she's gotten. I mean, you got to hand it to her. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Good to hear from you, buddy. Yep. Thank you. Um, okay, yeah, we'll get to more of it. The debate, though, is the issue. Will there be a Senate debate? And do, do Alabamians even care? Do we even care? Does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. And we'll get into some of these other uh, House and Senate seats and, of course, that all-important amendment. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205 701 0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Back, 205-941-1011. I'm just sitting here during the break. If you're watching on the Facebook Live, you saw me on my phone. Um, And just, you know, something pops up and you're like, hey. I was telling Jason, the cost of used vehicles right now. You do not want to buy a vehicle right now. No. I was just looking at a 2007. This just kind of was there. This is on, on your Facebook Marketplace. A 2007 Ford F-250 truck, big truck. Okay, I actually have a 2004, same truck. That's one reason it caught my eye. 
215,000 miles. 2007. And it's almost $20,000. It's the asking price. Uh, and people thought they were getting sticker shock before. I mean, really. $20,000 for a vehicle with 215,000 miles, 14 years old. Like, it doesn't even have Bluetooth in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, my goodness. Wow. We had uh, we had bought a new, uh, not a new, a used vehicle for my wife. She had driven hers to 300,000 miles. And uh, I said, okay, let's let's do something else. We bought it uh, back before COVID, um, sometime in there. And no, 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 no. Like, uh, before the prices all went up. Anyway, I was so glad we bought it when we did. She's probably listening. She knows when we bought it, but I don't. But, man, it the the price now would probably be almost twice as much as what we paid. I can imagine. All right. We uh, have been just um, speculating and reporting and giving some opinions on the uh, big primary vote yesterday, running through these. I know most of you have heard them by now. But uh, maybe not everyone, and uh, we're just kind of talking about them from our perspective and how we covered it and brought it to you. Um, Secretary of State, big big office, very important office, it is. Now, with election fraud and security, man, a very, very important position. That's sort of one in the past, I think, that people didn't think much of. Uh, but, boy, you, you need a strong Secretary of State now. Jim Ziegler, a longtime Alabama politician, well-known, name recognition, uh, really cool guy. I've gotten to know him pretty well. He, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a funny guy. You ever been around him? He, I have been around a few times. He, he, is, uh, he is funny. He I mean, not remember me, but I remember him. Just... Um, just the nicest guy, unassuming, um, honest. I, I like Jim a lot. He uh, he got 43% of the vote. Wes Allen, who was on our program here for an hour, he uh, got 40%. So they are in a runoff. Christian Horn, who also appeared on the program, he asked me if he could be on, out of the Huntsville area, Tennessee Valley, uh, came in with 10% of the vote. And then uh, Ed Packard, uh, was uh, last in that with 8%. So it's a runoff between Jim Ziegler and Wes Allen. It And it's close enough. Who knows who's going to win this one? It is very, it is close. So we will see who wins this one. I, I don't think, you know, you hate to say Jim doesn't have an advantage because he did get 3% more vote. But this one really, I think, is a jump ball. Either one could win. We will see. Attorney General... You had uh, Harry Steele, and I talked about him one time. He uh, said he would, if he was attorney general, he would shut down the gambling operations around the state. And uh, he was the only challenger to Attorney General Steve Marshall, and it was uh, not pretty for Mr. Steele. Super nice guy, I'm sure, but uh, he was uh, totally uh, name recognition and outspent. Steve Marshall carried 90% of that vote. 90%. Secretary of State and Attorney General, there are no Democrat challengers, so whoever wins that runoff will be uh, to those positions. Okay, the state amendment that everybody was so confused and didn't know what it was about, 
I tried not to uh, get involved in it because I, I didn't know enough about it to tell anybody anyway. I know how I voted. Um, it would allow the state parks to uh, go into the bonds to borrow money to basically improve our state parks. And uh, it passed overwhelmingly 77%. And that's odd. What carried that, you think? Was it the Randy Owens commercials? Is that what did it? Maybe. He ha- I, I do know he had a commercial that was running telling people to vote for it. Yeah. I saw I saw it. I didn't know enough about it. You know, I, I did say I'm generally against borrowing money for things like that, the government getting into the bond business. And especially when we got so much money floating around right now. I mean, it's like. that That's becoming more and more uh, devalued day by day. Yeah. And that's why they're wanting you to buy the bonds. Yeah. Maybe so. Probably so, yeah. I'm sure you're right. Okay, um, you had the school boards. We never really talked about those, but um, you're going to have um, – th- those are done. Um, all of, all those, those no runoffs there. Wayne Reynolds, Marie Manning, Yvette Richardson, um, Tracy West. Uh, then the Supreme Court justice. We had Greg Cook and Deborah Jones both on the program. I thought they both were uh, super, super nice folks. I enjoyed visiting with both of them. Her by phone, he was here in person as he lives in Birmingham and was able to be here in person. I invited her to be in person. Uh, And Greg Cook takes that 55 to 45%. So Greg Cook uh, will now be the uh, associate justice. I guess boring and predictable really works. Place five. Yeah, boring and predictable. Yep. Okay, uh, state auditor is another one. it's a statewide constitutional office. Yeah, you got how many of them? Five, and this is one of them? Yeah, Stan was one of them. Uh, Stan Cook is in a runoff now with Andrew Sorrell. And uh, Rusty, they outpaced Rusty Glover, former legislator. He came in, a, in, a, in third. Not a distant third, but third. So uh, Andrew Sorrell with 39% of the vote, Stan Cook 33% of the vote. Uh, I know Andrew and I know Stan. I know I know both of them. I know Stan better because I've known him longer, but I have gotten to know Andrew and have a lot of respect for him. He's a, he's a, definitely a, a has been a conservative uh, state representative, and um, so I know I know both of those. Stan Cook uh, did ask and was on the show, so uh, and he did call in again the other day too. When I opened the phone lines, he called in. He listens to the show. He's called a couple of different times over the years. So um, good that that that's going to be a good runoff, thirty nine to thirty three percent. I think a lot of that's going to come down to uh, Andrew is a North Alabama guy, uh, Northwest Alabama. Stan Cook is a a Birmingham guy, and Rusty Glover is a Mobile guy. So uh, it's probably going to come down to who can turn out South Alabama for themselves, because I'm sure the vote probably went sh- strongly that way. I haven't looked at the counties or whatever, but I would imagine. Andrew had a lot of support in North Alabama. Stan had a lot of support in Central Alabama. Rusty Glover had a lot of support down in South Alabama. And now that Rusty Glover's out of it, who will pick up his support? You want it, Jason? You want his support? Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah, I, I need your support and everyone's support for the position I'm running for. <laughs> and I approve this message. <laughs> what surprised you the most about uh, yesterday's primary? I mean... Honestly, I was sitting there last night watching the news, and I, I was, uh, 
I was shocked by well, some I mean, things. Just I didn't think that that meme that I put out on on Facebook last Friday was really going to work, but I guess it did. And when I said that I might show up at any polling place with uh, just a huge parcel of pies to hit people in the face with, I guess they took that seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I won't do it again. Um, District 13, State Senate. Randy Price will remain in that. District 17, Shea Shellnut will remain on that. He's, of course, been a guest on the show a few times back in the session and, and years ago as well when he, uh, he, he's he been on with us. He, he got 69% of the vote. Um, 19 uh, held by a Democrat. That's Marika Coleman. She won that. State Senate uh, 20, Linda Coleman-Madison. Overwhelming. Uh, State Senate 27. This was this was one that was another shocker. Uh, Jay Hovey and Tom Watley. And as they're 50-50. Now, I guess right now Jay Hovey is in the lead because he has four more votes than Tom Watley. Four. This is where we tell you every vote matters. And look at this. You've got a total of uh, almost 17,000 votes cast in that district, and they are separated by four. So I'm sure there will be provisional ballots that have to be counted, um, that have to be you know verified and then counted, and then that's going to tell the winner in that. But they are at 50-50. It's going to be literally who, who got 50 plus one. Four votes separate them. That's amazing. 17,000 voters, and they're separated by four. That's uh, State Senate District 27. Um, House districts, uh, lots of those. Um, let's see which ones jump out to me. Um, Dickie Drake, an incumbent, defeated pretty handily by Susan DeBose. That's one of those districts that got redrawn, and it really changed the dynamic of the district. So uh, I, I think that has uh, probably played into it some. But uh, she won pretty handily. Uh, and Mr. Bose had actually asked to be on the program. I don't know her, but she had asked to be on the program, and I didn't do it. Uh, it was late in the game, and then I felt like if I had her, I'd have to give uh, a fair shake to Dickie Drake because he's also, you know, he was the incumbent running, and I would have to give him an equal opportunity. And they're both local to where we do the show from in studio. So I felt like both of them probably would have wanted to come, and I just didn't have time for it. Susan DeBose at 67, Dickie Drake, 33. He's, uh, he's out. Uh, Jim Carnes, uh, another term out of uh, 48. Uh, District 5, uh, Democrat held, is uh, Kathy Warner Stanton. Um, then you've got uh, District 3. And I, I'm just you know I'm calling these. You know if you live in one of these districts who your people are. Uh uh, Carrie Bubba Underwood carries that. Uh, no, no runoff. Okay, then we get to number uh, four, State District Four. I know a lot of you in this audience. Uh, we did have some talk of this. Had some calls from this area up in the Decatur area, and uh, this came down to uh, Parker Moore and Patrick Johnson. I do know Parker just a little bit. I've uh, talked with him, been with him, uh, sat one out at a dinner with him. Nice guy. I don't know Patrick Johnson. Uh, but they're in a runoff now. So those of you up in District 4, and, and it, I know these, these districts overlap or they're close together in Decatur, but if you're up in that Decatur area, then uh, you may be in that district. Another one up in that area that's a little bit of a surpriser was incumbent uh, Prontsy Robertson. 
Uh, we did have some calls about that back uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, he went down and uh, will not be returning. Ernie Yarbrough uh, takes that uh, 54%. So no, uh, that was it, 54 to 46, only two people in the race. So uh, Ernie Yarbrough. I don't know Ernie Yarbrough. If any of you out there do, man, I'd love to love to get to know him. I don't know him. And uh, he will be the new uh, representative from District 7. Um District 13, Matt Woods uh, wins that, uh, had several challengers, wins it go, going away. Uh, you've got uh, District 14, which is um, the, the the Walker County, Winston County area, even over into Jefferson County, northwest Jefferson County. Uh, Tim Wadsworth, the incumbent, uh, got 47%, and Tom Fredericks, 36%. So there's a runoff there in District 14. So our Walker County, Winston County, uh, Highway 78 folks, even into Jefferson County, Greentop crowd, all that all that area. Yeah, you got a runoff there with Tim Wadsworth and Fredericks and another challenger, Corey Franks, um, got 16% of the vote. Lee Holsey uh, back wins, uh, wins that one over Tompkins. Uh, Wesley uh, Thompson will be State House District number three. That's a Democrat held. State House uh, 20 is going to a runoff with James Lomax and Francis Taylor. Some of these in our listening audience, some of them not. I'm trying to highlight the ones who are. Uh, State House District uh, 23, you've got uh, Mike Kirkland won that uh, going away. State House 24, uh, Fort Payne listeners, you guys know uh, Nathaniel Ledbetter. He won that 68%. He's been the Republican uh, leader in the Senate or in the House and um, I would think has a really good chance at being Speaker of the House next year. So Ledbetter is a name you're probably going to hear a lot as uh, Mike McCutcheon has uh, left or is leaving. Uh, Philip Rigsby in uh, 25, Brock Colvin, uh, all these no runoffs. Um 29 is one that we did talk about. That was uh, Mark Gidley. We had him on the other day. You remember Pastor Gidley? He uh, was with us and then called in uh, another called in to us the other day. That's a close one. Uh, they are uh, within just less than 200 votes of one another, 51 to 49 percent. Uh, my understanding is that there will be provisional ballots verified and counted before that one can be called. And I think they have to wait a week before they can do that. So, uh, But Mark Gidley is uh, just barely over that 51%. I mean, they're separated by what? Um, what is that? That's uh, uh, 86, uh, what, 92 votes? 92 votes, different. 31, uh, Troy Stubbs wins it. 38. Debbie Wood wins, 47. Democrat held, Christian Coleman. And then another one, uh, a big one here, Jeannie Shaver. She wins going away. Uh, 40 is going to a runoff. And that's uh, Chad Robinson and Julie Burrell. Uh, going down the line here, Michael Hart, who, who had called into the program as well, used to host on these shows. He uh, was unsuccessful in his run against Russell Bedsole. So, uh, Representative Betso will be uh, back for another term. Uh, John Rogers wins going away. Neil Rafferty wins going away. Uh, Rod Scott will be in a runoff against Fred Plump. That's here out of the Birmingham area. 
uh, Ontario Tillman and Teresha Huffman in a runoff, Patrick Sellers, Charles Winston in a runoff. Those are all uh, here in the Birmingham area. Um, Gwendolyn uh, Gavon in a uh, in a runaway, Price Chestnut in a runaway, Curtis Travis in a run, uh, wins, Philip Ensler, all those Democrat held. So um, there you go. Uh, that's a rundown, and uh, there's still a few hanging out there. The two persons that have got to be decided by the provisional ballots. And then you've got uh, quite a few that are going to go to runoff. So June 21st is that vote day. And I, I just, if the vote turnout was 23% yesterday statewide, without the governor's race on there, come June 21st, it's going to be low, 15% or below. And the person, the people that are going to win are the ones whose people are most passionate to show up and vote for them. If you were just kind of like, hey, I'm here, I'm voting for governor, and I don't really know about all these other things, but I'll mark some names, or okay, I, I recognize their name. If, if that's why you were there, now the governor's not on the ballot, it's going to be motivated voter. Who's going to be there? Okay, when we come back, we will uh, we'll talk uh, always carrying Jeremy Oden. <laughs> we'll tell you how he fared. Uh, from those based on those commercials that you heard incessantly everywhere we'll be right back hey priority talk listeners greg davis here and i want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show and that's pesty.com pesty.com is pest control just done better pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests and it's delivered directly to your door it's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets and at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com, that's P-E-S-T-I-E.com, and protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. Hi, Birmingham. This is Kay Arthur with Precept Ministries International. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis on WXJC. Into marvelous light, I'm running out of darkness, out of shame. Okay, let's finish up uh, giving you the rundown on these yesterday. And I know some of you, uh, you, you, you know what you needed to know, but there's a lot of people out there that didn't stay up, like Jason, didn't have any idea. And so you're listening in for particular names or races that uh, matter to you. And, of course, uh, Jeremy Oden was that name that we all heard uh, for Public Service Commission, and he will be in a runoff with Brent Woodall. It's 34 to 31%. Uh, Public Service Commission place two is uh, Chip Beaker and Robert McCollum will be in a runoff. So um, I was with both those guys uh, just recently at, at their Public Service Commission, um, I don't know what they call it, meeting uh, that they uh, meet every month, I think it is. And I prayed at the last one I think they had in April. I did the opening devotion and prayer for them. And uh, Twinkle Kavanaugh being the, uh, I think the, uh, chief of that right now whatever they call it i'm gonna name my next dog twinkle twinkle it's a great name 
been great been great for her great for politics all three super nice people um jeremy chip and uh, and twinkle i mean just super super nice uh okay let's get to the uh u.s house districts okay we've been talking a lot of these state races uh house races though uh, mike rogers congressman rogers uh he is uh gonna continue to represent in uh in dc uh and then um you've got uh, district 15 and this was a pretty um contested seat and you know we had some people call in uh advocating for paul sanford the other day uh he uh, he he didn't come in last but he didn't do didn't do as well uh del strong and casey Warndisky will uh, be in that runoff so uh, Del Strong and uh, Mr. Wardiski in that runoff. Uh, and then uh, State House uh, District 61 is uh, Ron Bolton. So there, there's your Congress. Uh, like, like Gary Palmer's here in our area. He didn't have a runoff. Uh, Barry Moore didn't have anybody running against him. So several of those uh, Congress congressional seats were uh, just uncontested. And I would imagine they would be uncontested come fall as well. Um, I didn't. There's. They weren't reporting any Democrat. Um, any Democrats running uh, in those and for those congressional seats. Uh, but you. But you will have um, Democrat challengers in uh, many of these, and which is you know the Democrat Party in Alabama is just about uh, non-existent. I mean, they sign up candidates and get them on the ballot, and that is about it, uh, quite honestly, uh, statewide. Now, will it always be that way? Nope, it won't be. It will swing back. It will. At some point in time, it will comp- it will become competitive statewide, but it's not right now unless you get some freak of nature kind of happening, like like I said earlier, that like that we had with Doug Jones. That's uh, that's the difference. So uh, anyway, we you know we've covered this uh, for quite a while now, and I, I just thought it'd be important to run through these and and sort of give you a feel for 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 who came out with these. Uh, I think we got through just about everything. Uh, another a, a, a district two, you know, I think we mentioned it, but uh, up in North Alabama, Madison, you know, that the Tom Butler uh, Bill Holtz claw was a was a really uh, contested. They've uh, they've run before. Holtzclaw used to have that Senate seat. Butler uh, ran. He he gave it up. Butler ran. They they had ran against each other previously as well. And um, Tom, it was just a two person race, and Tom Butler did uh, did come out on that. So he'll remain there. And I guess was maybe a little uh, little vindication for him um, from having lost. I think it was in 2010. Is that right? Uh, he lost uh, to Holtzclaw. Holtzclaw held it, then gave it up. Butler won it, and now Holtzclaw kind of wanted it back. But uh, Tom Butler was able to win that. And uh, I don't know Holtzclaw. I, I don't know him. I've heard really good things about him. Uh, and uh, and Mr. Butler, I think, is a super nice guy as well. I enjoyed uh, knowing him. Not super, super well, but I do know him. So um, a lot of the others not even up, you know, uh, Arthur Orr out of Decatur, Garland Gudger out of uh, Coleman, and uh, Hamilton, Greg Reed, Larry Stutz, just naming off ones in our listening audience, did not even have challengers. So uh, Dan Roberts did win. That was one in the Birmingham area that did have a challenger, beat Brian Christine. All right, more on the other side. Stay with us. 
Greg Davis here with you for our second hour on this Wednesday, May 25th. I got it right that time. 101.1 FM. It is Priority Talk Live here on uh, this afternoon at five minutes or seven minutes after five. Glad you're with us. Check us out at PriorityTalkRadio.com. And now you can go there and uh, find our podcast and our video Rumble page. You can watch the videos at Rumble. We're also uh, streaming live right now if you just want to check it out or if it's a good way for you to watch and listen at uh, Facebook. So uh, Facebook.com slash Priority Talk. Find it, like it, and uh, watch, listen, and uh, keep up with the program that way as well. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we don't not able to stream live there, but we're, we're there, and uh, we do update, and we do post our uh, podcast and try to give you a heads up about things going on with the program. So if you're on an Instagram or, or a Twitter, you can check us out there as well as on Facebook. Um, okay, uh, of course, all the big news out of Alabama is yesterday's primary vote. Big day, what surprised you the most? I have given my reaction the whole last hour. We went through basically the whole state, uh, all the statewide races, all the Senate, all the House, public service commissions, uh, Republicans and Democrats. We've been through them. What surprised you the most? And maybe it's um, something different than what I had to say. I could not have been more wrong about the governor's race. I totally missed it. I got the Senate race about right, and um, that was the two that I sort of made predictions on. Of course, we've still got the uh, the issue out of Texas, the uh, Uvalde, Texas. We'll talk a little bit about that, but I really want to talk more about that tomorrow. But uh, I may play some, some, some audio for you here in a few minutes from uh, Texas Governor Abbott. And, of course, uh, you'll, you'll see on the news this evening, Beta O'Rourke. Uh, how, is that how he says his name? Is it Beto or Beto? Beto. Beto O'Rourke. He, well, he he calls himself that. He's a, uh, never mind. I I, I was going to say something ugly, but yeah, that's what he calls himself. He came to the governor's press conference today about the the shooting. Of course he did. Have you seen that? No, but I'm not surprised by it. Either. He's he, a leading advocate for for gun rights. He charged down front during it and confronted the governor and of said it, said it was his fault. Of course he did. And it got kind of, you know. That's all, hey, look, I blame Biden for everything. When I wake up in the morning until the time I go to bed, it's all Biden's so, fault. So fair is fair, right? You're going to see that. Um, you're going to see that footage if you haven't already. Uh, he uh, interrupted and uh, and staged it, basically. It was a stage. Ted Cruz was standing right behind the governor, and he, he was the first one to start confronting him verbally. And then some of the security people moved in on him. Uh, also, you had the Georgia race yesterday. Um, that was a a big one. We told you to keep your eyes on, and uh, Trump got it kicked back on him. He had endorsed Purdue and Kemp, the incumbent, run away with it at seventy three percent, and uh, Purdue was the uh, Kemp. Uh, Purdue was the uh, Trump endorsed. And then the other part of that is, of course, uh, Stacey Abrams. She's going to be running against Kemp in the fall. She she got a hundred percent of the vote. Stacey Abrams, so that's a rematch from four years ago. But in that Senate primary, Herschel Walker run away with it. So Herschel Walker will be the Republican nominee for Senate, and he'll run against uh, the incumbent, uh, Warnock. What's his first name? Uh, boy, that guy has said yeah, some, I can. He has said some crazy yes. – he's a minister. Yeah, he's well, a reverend. Claims to be. He pastors a church. 
Well, yeah, yeah, but when your head's that far that down guy, wherever, I, look, you need that reverend taken out. He's as far out there as anybody. But he got 96% of the vote in Georgia in the Democrat primary. So those are going to be two to watch. Uh, hot, hot, hot. Warnock and, and Herschel Walker. Wow, that's yeah, we, something. Yo. All right, uh, Melanie has given us a call from Woodstock. Hey, Melanie. Hello, Greg. How are you? We're great. What you got on your mind? Well, I have a quick question for you. Um, when you were talking about the House district, you know, who won and mm-hmm. everything, um, is there a term limit for them? In Alabama, like the State House? Right. And there is not. Okay, so potentially if somebody's 45 years old, they could be in there some. A- absolutely and it happens oh i hate that okay well i was just listening to you and i was curious about that so i appreciate that answer yep thank you melanie yep that's Have right a good day. yep my understanding is i know there's not term limits so the, the, the constitutional offices have term limits you can serve two terms governor secretary of state state auditor uh, attorney general um lieutenant governor those are two terms and so, like Jim Ziegler, Jim has been the the uh, state auditor for eight years, and now he's running for secretary of state, and he could serve eight years there. But no, the uh, the, the the senators and in the house members, uh, there are no term limits, and you've got uh, you've got some that have been serving in those positions for. Um, I'm gonna say thirty years. I'm thinking of one in particular. There may be others that have been there for 30 years. So, yeah, no term limits. And, and look, an incumbent is really tough to beat. They are because they usually already have the war chest to work. They've comes got to the money, money, and they've been doling out the money. You know, and that that's one thing that always frustrates me is the uh, – seems like the senators and the representatives both do this. I'm just thinking through. They get a – they get a pot of money that they can use in their district. And a lot of them give it to the schools, okay? And it's it's given to them to give. It's not something they it, – it's tax money that's put into, and you have this much. And they will go to the school and do a photo op, you know, and, and then uh, of giving this money to the school – now, let's just keep in mind, this was our money that the state took and gave it to the senator or the representative, and now they get to go dole it out. And then people will comment on there, and they will say, thank you, Senator so-and-so, thank you, Representative so-and-so, for uh, getting, for bringing us this money, or thank you for your gift. And I always want to go, no, 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 no. It was not their gift. It was not something they got. It was something that was taken, and they have to give it away in their district. It's like they take credit for it. Now, not all of them do it, but a lot do. I, I, any politician they turn it into a photo op, especially during an election year. And and so that's what happens is that they've already got a war chest campaign. Uh, they. Um, They've they've been out you know handing out checks now for four years and eight years twelve years sixteen years, the time rolls on and so you know everybody who's sort of benefiting from the checks that they hand out or the uh, you know the appointments that they put out there, 
uh, you know, everybody votes their own interest. And if they if they if it's working for them, they're not going to do anything different. So for an incumbent to get beat, who really puts up a serious run, is uh, is is very unusual. And so I did point out a couple of the ones who appear as though uh, they may go down, and there, there were a couple. But it is it is very odd for that to happen. That's why you know the old adage is if you're going to run, you, you run for an open seat. When someone's retired, given it up, passed away, whatever the case may be, that's when you run is when the seat is open because you've got a chance to win. It's it's anybody's uh, anybody's ball game at that point. Okay, to Coleman, and it is Wanda. Hello, ma'am. Hey there. How are you? Greg? We're great. Thank you. First, I have to tell you a very great, great big thank you for the for how you keep thing, keep us informed. And I want to tell you, um, you were talking about the, <clears throat> the turnout. And, and and by the way, I got my sticker. <laughs> there you go. And I voted for Burdett. Yeah. And I voted for, um, um, I'm sorry, um, I, I just had a... For Senate. In the background, so... I'll move on. Okay, turnout. Um, you're saying how, how poor the turnout was and how poor it may be going forward because people are not interested. They're, you know, don't um, um, don't care. Or, you know, just going on about their business. Right. And I, I have uh, I have some input on that. Okay. Um, I was thinking it would be very interesting um, statistically and demographically to say who voted and who didn't as to um, whether the people were um, as to the ones who did vote where they got their information what type of people if they were internet or whatever right. and the ones who didn't vote uh, what was their um uh, area of getting information because what I found myself and the ones that I was talking to, my son and, and uh, uh, um, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't know anything. Well, and yeah, well, we're the source of information for, for some people. Yeah, if people get it different ways, right, you're right. Exactly. And, and you are exactly on, you're exactly to my next point is when seeing who voted and who didn't, is to identify the points of information available to the ones who voted and the ones who didn't vote. And I'm elderly, and there's an awful lot of us, and and I'm also not real Internet savvy, and there's a lot of us. It doesn't mean we're not interested, because actually this group um, is not only very interested, but also has the ones that are older and have more, um, uh, you know, understand more. I, but, I, I think elderly, I think the older you get, the more likely you are to vote. I, I agree with you. Exactly. And my point is, I'm elderly. I do not know anything except for you, okay? And I, I'm talking, just, okay, now... I could not get. I would not get anything from media because it's 
you know how it is. But I have the one person that I'm going to say I think would I did, um, totally represent this group, which I'm saying this, looking going forward to increase the turnout of informed voters. Our country was founded on an informed electorate. Mm-hmm. Informed, informed, informed. That's the key. Because I know one group who did not vote, and that was those who were not informed, were very interested, did not know where to get information, because elderly people are, they're, they're, they're not real, uh, you know, not out and about and out of, out of touch, and they don't, and the COVID especially closed a lot of us down. Yeah. Uh, when I go out and about, everything has changed so much. But those people are a, a strong reservoir of the wisdom, and, infor- and if, if informed, and they, like my son, is extremely, extremely patriotic and takes his, his vote very seriously. But he's not in an area that, that there's no source of information pointed at at him. He, he, he lives with me, but he wasn't here all the time. But what he did know, he learned from listening to you just before. But a friend of mine that, that um, I called her to, I had talked to her before if she was going to vote, and she said, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. She said, I, I, I hate it, I, I, but I don't know anything about it. And I said, well, um, listen to this, and I told her about the podcast and this and that. Um, and last night I called her and said, are you going to go vote? And I said, I, I can tell you, I can give you some, you know, some information. And she was very, very interested in knowing somebody that she, she could take a recommendation from to vote. But and the thing that, that the big thing that jumped out at me, you remember we were talking about the sample ballot? Yes, ma'am. And where to find the sample ballot? Mm-hmm. We, that's the that's the big 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 thing. So getting getting a sample ballot, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, Wanda, right. I'm on, I got to go to break. I got I got to go to break. I'm getting behind on the clock. Uh, I think okay. I think what you're saying is wonderful, very good, and I I, I think you're right. The, those sample ballots are important, and um, and and a guide, a guide to voting. They need to be informed and motivated and interested. Yes, ma'am. And how do we get them that way? That's the question. That's the question. Thank you, Wanda. Thank you. Very wise, always, always very wise. All right, let's take a break. We'll come right back uh, on the other side. Taking your phone calls at two zero five nine four one one zero one one. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212055. I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage. Gradarius Witherspoon is another very happy Fox Mortgage customer. They were able to get us refinance. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt, so it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful. Hi, I'm Jim Corey. 
president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Jim Corey and his staff, they've been helping Crawford Broadcasting listeners with their mortgage needs since 1992. That's integrity and experience, and they're ready to help you with your mortgage needs now as well. Call them from anywhere across Alabama, 205-661-6868, 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, where they're quick as a fox. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbos, and you lucky people are listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Separate. Even if I ran away, your love never fades. Mm-hmm. I know I still. Right, we've got just over a half hour left in this Wednesday's edition. And uh, we're glad to have you with us. Look, we're going to talk more tomorrow about the uh, the shooting in Texas. I, I'm going to I'm going to take it from a theological Thursday perspective. And, and I want to talk about the, the theological uh, in, underpinnings and implications of this because you're going to hear everybody got every theory in the world like they always do about why this stuff happens. I'll explain it tomorrow theologically, why we see these type uh, evil events happen in our world. So we're going to take it from a, from a theological standpoint tomorrow. And uh, so spread the word on that. Let people know I think it'll be uh, something very interesting to listen to, and uh, and if we saw things from a theological standpoint, like I'm going to explain it tomorrow, it would change the world in which we live. It really would. So we'll get into that tomorrow. I, I may I may update you on it, but I'm going to get in depth in it tomorrow. Sort of like yesterday, we got in depth on the SBC uh, sexual abuse um, report. And uh, there's going to be more of that coming as well in the next day or two, is my understanding, uh, as they release more and more information. So um, that that's going to just continue to 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 uh, to, uh, to trickle, uh, unfortunately. Uh, hey, before we get to the bottom of the hour, though, let me remind you about today's family dentistry. They're in downtown Coleman. Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keith Tan, Dr. Stephanie Young, uh, right there behind the courthouse in Coleman. And uh, you can go uh, and see uh, the dentist, whatever the age may be. They're a family dentistry serving both children and adults. And uh, they do the general stuff, the restorative stuff, and the cosmetic stuff. Do it all to meet your family's dental needs. Of course, insurance, yes, of course. Work with you without insurance as well. Call and talk to them. They accept Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield all kids, and commercial insurances also. Take emergency patients in the mornings. Call them at 256-739-3337. Look, everybody needs a good dentist. You won't be disappointed with uh, the dentist, um, the staff there, and the technicians. All wonderful. 256-739-3337. That's today's Family Dentistry in Coleman. 256-739-3337. More when we return. What was your biggest surprise in yesterday's primary vote? Any thoughts, questions, or surprises? Let's hear them. 
One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page, and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing. 205-369-9630. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... We return and we'll be here until 6 p.m. Our number 205-941-1011. We've enjoyed uh, visiting from Arab to Woodstock to Coleman uh, today about yesterday's primary vote and uh, what surprised you the most, what made you the happiest, what made, well, some cry. I know, uh, I boohooed. You know, look, if you get super involved in a campaign and you've been out working and volunteering and putting up signs and gave money and all that kind of stuff, and then, you know, you don't make the runoff, um, it, it, it can be, I'm sure it can be very sad. Yeah, especially yeah. if you took the time to babysit someone's pet squirrel so they could go vote. That'll do it, too. Let's talk to Jim Corey, Fox Mortgage. Jim, how are you, my friend? Absolutely phenomenal. Life is good. God is good. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, look, let's talk refinances, because I think a lot of people think that uh, the refinance uh, honeymoon phase has passed, but uh, not necessarily, huh? Well, absolutely. We, we, we are discussing around here, around the office, and they said, you know what? It's just amazing how many people can still benefit by refinancing, and they think it's over, but it's not. So here's, here's the criteria, Greg. They need to look at what rate they're at and how much do they owe, and give us a quick call. Because yeah, it's, it's just, you know, we got to figure in the closing cost and how long it's going to stay there, and will all these factors work out. But we're finding there are still literally thousands of people that would still benefit. So it only takes maybe a percent if you owe 200000 so that's something to think about. Let's give us a call. We'll analyze it for you and get it going from there. Jim, uh, a lot of people may not 
know their rate and all that? How easy is it to find that uh, that information well, for them? Well, it's easy. well, the easy thing is if you get a statement, a lot of times they're on your current mortgage statement, okay. current interest rate. If not, they, unfortunately, they, well, they could call or either dig it up on, from the, you know, the documents where they actually closed it. Yeah, okay. So you could, if it's not on the statement, you could just call the where you currently make your payment, just call them and they mm-hmm. can give you that information. Absolutely. Yep, they'll do it. Probably take you a while to get through, but they'll do it. Yeah, and if you have any questions about that, of course, you want to call uh, Jim and his team there at Fox Mortgage. Uh, Jim, give them the phone number. And it's 661-6868, Fox right. Mortgage. We'll work quick as a fox. 205-661-6868, taking care of quite a few of our listeners and helping them out. Thank you, Jim. Good to hear That's from it. you, my friend. We will, we will do it later. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Very good. Always good to hear from Jim. What a what a great guy. Great team over there. And, uh, yes, he has been helping uh, quite a few of our people uh, in the uh, recent days. And uh, quite a few across North Alabama in particular. So don't, don't fret that he's at a 205 number. Uh, Jim works all over the place and uh, will we'll bring it to you. All right? Handle it by phone, and then he can, uh, he can absolutely – bring the uh, bring the closing and bring all the the work that needs to be done he can he can bring it uh, to you in north alabama as well you don't necessarily they thinking you got to make a long drive he'll 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 get it to you all right 205-661-6868 uh, if you're just joining us i know a lot of you do after the 5:30 that's what i hear a lot is i listen between 5:30 and 6 uh you know we we did get a, a, a runaway with the governor's race last night Fifty-four percent. Uh, I mean, if you add up Governor Ivey's votes and then you take her number and then you add up the top four below her, have actually got a percent of the vote. You know, got one percent, uh, which was uh, Lindy Blanchard, Tim James, Lou Burdett, and Dean Odell. If you add up their votes, they still were uh, what seventy thousand short of her. It was an absolute rout in an eight-person race to get 54% of the vote. And so uh, so Governor Ivey will be the Republican nominee and uh, will um, be on the general ballot in the fall, and I'm quite sure will prevail. Uh, seeing uh, some unforeseen circumstances, that is certainly what you'd have to say. Uh, we do have a runoff between Katie Britt and Mo Brooks. Mo sort of came back from the dead. It seemed like he was uh, dead in the race a few weeks ago, but rebounded and uh, fairly close. But Britt's definitely got the advantage. There is no doubt about it. That'll be the top billing on uh, the runoff ballot come June 21st, Republican. That'll be the top race on it. Uh, that's what's going to draw people there most mostly is that Senate race, of course, it being statewide. But then those um, down ballots will be there, and some of you will have um, some of those down ballots uh, that you need to pay attention to. We went through all of them last hour. If you missed uh, that, you can catch it on our podcast. Uh, maybe look for it later tonight or in the morning. It'll be there. Just head to PriorityTalkRadio.com, and you can click on your favorite podcast download or just search for it at Apple, Google, Spotify, where, tune in. It's all there. Priority Talk. Just look for it. You'll find it, and you can listen in to what we did during the first hour, which was uh, run through all the numbers, state, Senate, uh, House, seats, uh, Congress, all of it. So, um, yeah, who's going to get motivated to turn out? That's going to be the big issue. Who's going to be motivated 
to turn out and vote again. Uh, voter turnout was low. We said that, 23%. That was lower than the uh, Secretary of State John Merrill had predicted, quite a bit lower, five, five, six, seven points lower. I think he was saying between 28 and 30. So it was uh, quite a bit lower than he predicted. I don't know what the reasoning for that was, if it was weather or what. But uh, low turnout, and come June 21st, unfortunately, I, you got to think the voter turnout will be even lower than 23%. So uh, the runoffs truly will come down to whose people are motivated for them to be there. Sometimes that can um, that can play in the favor of the challenger because their people get more motivated because they know they need them. And if your person's sort of been ahead and you go, oh, they'll, they'll be okay, you might sit it out. Where the challengers people are fresh and new, especially if they're against an incumbent and they're just really highly motivated, the, the, the campaign's not tired, it's new, it's fresh. And I would think sometimes that could favor uh, a, a, a challenger, whatever that may look like. Of course, the uh, school shooting in Texas, an absolute horrible tragedy. I was uh, messaging this morning with my friend Beth Nemo, whose daughter was killed at Columbine High School in 99. This morning, anytime those kind of things happen, of course, it brings that back for all anyone who's lost a loved one in such a manner. It just kind of brings it back around and makes you sort of relive it all over again. You know, if you've uh, if you've lost someone due to cancer, when you hear of someone else dying of cancer, you know how they feel. If you lost someone in a car accident, and you hear of someone passing in a car accident, it just hits home. And uh, this is no different. When when your child is taken from you in a uh, senseless, evil way, uh, it, it 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 hits home, and they know they know how to sympathize with the uh, the ones who are now feeling this loss. Um, so uh, we're going to talk more about that tomorrow, as I was just talking. Uh, we're going to um, get into that a little bit, and I'm going to come at it from a theological perspective and uh, and talk about, uh, you know, just, just talk about the evil behind it. You know, t- you got to understand where this comes from, and it is just absolutely pure evil. And so tomorrow we'll talk about the types of evil that exist in the world today. Uh, There's different ways you can look at this theologically. We'll look at those. We'll talk about what is evil. Um, We'll answer the question, did God create evil? Where does evil come from? Did God allow it? We'll get into some of that, and uh, we'll get into the Scripture as well. But today, I, all of our prayers should be, lead us not into temptation, but, oh God, deliver us from the evil one. And so we will talk about where evil uh, originates, where it comes from, and, uh, and and how to defeat it, quite honestly. Um, this was uh, absolutely nothing but pure evil. And, and it is every time. Of course, uh, you're going to have all your normal people out there that are trying to provide a solution. And 
they will come at it from their worldview. And for many of them, their worldview is, is political. And they will try to provide a political solution to what is a, a spiritual problem. And it will not work. Now, you, you can um, manifest uh, uh, the spiritual through the political realm, but you must see it through the spiritual lens. And, and, and the political lens will never solve this problem. It just it will never, ever come close to doing that. It never has, and it never will. Uh, Texas Governor Abbott today talking about just some of this, exactly what we're saying. Uh, let's, uh, let's bounce into some audio uh, from him. And, of course, uh, Beto O'Rourke. How does he say it? Beto? Beto. Beto O'Rourke, the claimant. head. Yeah, he, he charged the stage shortly after this and, and made a scene, and he had contrived it and made a scene. Evil swept across Uvalde yesterday. Anyone who shoots his grandmother in the face has to have evil in his heart. But it is far more evil for someone to gun down little kids it is intolerable and it is unacceptable for us to have in the state anybody who would kill little kids in our schools children are a blessing god teaches us that they're filled with laughter innocence and joy their love is a gift that parents get to unwrap every single day. Parents in Uvalde had that gift taken away from them, stolen by a demented person. Yeah, pretty powerful stuff there from the uh, Texas governor. Uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, one more clip we'll share with you of him, and then we'll go to break. Um, he had a lot reality, to say today, and then the reality uh, is charged the stage. What happened? It could have been worse. The reason it was not worse is because law enforcement officials did what they do. They showed amazing courage by running toward gunfire for the singular purpose of trying to save lives. And it is a fact that because of their quick response, getting on the scene, being able to respond to the gunman and eliminate the gunman, they were able to save lives. Unfortunately, not enough. Mm, yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about this stuff tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm itching to get after it. But tomorrow is going to be the day. I like to give things a little space. I like to let them breathe just a minute. You know, everybody wants to knee-jerk response. And, and look, these these governor people, they've, they've got their place where they've got to step out and speak up. Um, but uh, I like to let things like this breathe just a moment when I'm not directly involved in it. And, and um, give it a moment, just like uh, we waited on the SBC till Tuesday. Uh, and uh, we're, this happened, and now we're wait, we've waited an extra day. But we'll address it tomorrow from a theological standpoint. Evil. That'll be our 
Theological Thursday. All right, our final break of the day. We'll be right back. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage president, Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So he's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage president Jim Corey, he's the longest running advertiser with Crawford Broadcasting. Been on the air since 1992. And so whether his clients are looking for their dream home or refinancing, Jim and his team will work to find you the right loan program at the lowest rate. Let them go to work for you. Call them today at 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox, at 205-661-6868. Everybody, this is Michael Hyatt. You're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk Radio. So the top of the hour, uh, one more clip from uh, Governor Abbott today, and uh, just gives you a little bit of the detail. I know a lot of you at work and didn't hear this, and I did not see this uh, live in its entirety either. So I'm right there with you. We've been uh, just kind of checking some of this out uh, before the show and even during the show for just a few minutes. Did uh, what they do. Here's a little bit more of a... Uh, they oh. showed amazing courage by running... Hang on, wrong one. Here we go. As of this time, the only information that was known in advance was posted by the government on Facebook approximately 30 minutes before reaching the school. The first post was to the point of, he said, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. The second post was, I shot my grandmother. The third post maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. Mm. 
Very sobering. And then uh, Beta O'Rourke, he he charged the stage, basically. I'm, I'm a little afraid to play some of this because one guy uses a little bad language in here. I'll, I'll try to I'll cut it before that. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. That's O'Rourke. You're, out of, you're out of line and an embarrassment. Hey. Yeah, and then a, <laughs> that's where I got to cut it. Some guy uh, st- sitting behind him, and he's got a walker. And uh, he jumps up, and <laughs> uh, I thought it was about to get uh, rough there for a minute. Uh, he he jumps up and calls him a for using blank. for using this as a political event uh, or staging, you know, some kind of political stunt out of it, basically. And uh, Ted Cruz was standing right behind the governor, and he he lit in on him too. And then the, the security finally jumped up and ran him out. But uh, what a stunt! by this guy grandstanding and uh, he he staged it showed up sat back there and then jumped up and ran up there it was hard to understand what he was saying but something to the effect of it's it's a uh, it's your fault he told the governor it's your fault or something like that uh he he's one of those that thinks you're gonna pass a law and uh fix fix uh, evil intentions in man's heart and uh, a law will never do that uh, god's law uh, is the standard of righteousness, and uh, that's the one that will break us. Uh, man's law uh, will not do that. So he uh, he runs up, makes a grandstand out of it. Of course, uh, you know that's just it's pathetic, is what it is. I'm just trying to think of a better word to say it. Um, it's pathetic. It's uh, it's cheap. What he did, and uh, he he really should be sorely held accountable for it. Hmm. Uh, Oh, Lord, deliver us from evil, uh, no doubt about it, uh, from the evil one. And we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, as we uh, will take on a theological Thursday. Much of the political season is sort of behind us now, and uh, we, we've, we're going to get back to doing some of that this summer, our theological Thursdays. And uh, tomorrow we'll talk about the types of evil that exist in the world every day. You hear about them, see them every single day. What is evil? Where did evil come from? Did God create evil? And what is the antithesis of evil? You heard the you heard the uh, the governor talking about it. Quite frankly, he was saying he was saying what overcomes evil. He said it, and so uh, we'll talk about it, and we'll talk about the evil one because that's the genesis of all this. But when I hear the governor talking and saying this guy posted, "I'm going to kill my grandmother. I shot her. I'm going to a school," I can think of nothing more than the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The The young man, for whatever reason and ever how it happened, was obviously uh, being demonically controlled. It, 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 it's demonic. That's where you have to look. That's where you have to place the... Now, what can we do to thwart... Uh, demonic work in our in our world yes we can do that that's a spiritual battle and that's where the battle will be won or lost but but natural man will never see that and will never understand it uh, but we do and we'll talk about it tomorrow with our theological Thursday and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about some other things but that's going to be heavy content tomorrow evil on the program tomorrow as we discuss it hey do find our uh, podcast it's there at PriorityTalkRadio.com. Podcast, and pick your uh, pick the one you like to listen to or whatever. Uh, our Rumble page is there as well. There's a lot of great content there. You can watch the videos. 
And, of course, we do go Facebook Live most every day here in studio. Just look for us on Facebook, Priority Talk, Priority Talk on Instagram, Priority Talk Radio, uh, on Twitter. You can find those. And uh, we hope that you will uh, certainly make that opportunity. Hey, I will say, those of you who hang on here the last minute, here's a little bonus for you. I uh, did. I'm having discussions. We're working on our Israel trip for 2023. It's going to be during the summer, next summer, so over a year away. So there's plenty of time, plenty of opportunity for you to plan to be a part of this with us if you'd like to. We are going to limit the number of people we take. I'm going to keep it to a really manageable size group. So if you're interested, you need to go ahead and get your name on the list so you can be one of the first ones to have a shot to look at it and get your deposit in. Uh, In the next couple of weeks, it's going to happen. Give me the phone number. Uh, send me an email, greg at priorititalkradio.com. So many, a lot of you have, but if you want to get the first look at this and you want to get the details and the information before I even go live to air with them, I'll give you that opportunity. Email me, greg at priorititalkradio.com, and I'll, I'll hit you back and let you know I got it and that uh, I got you on my list. And I've been emailing with some folks this week that had contacted me previously, gauging their interest, and it's looking good, looking good, and we're, uh, we're excited about the opportunity to take some more of you back to Israel next year, likely in July, July of 23. Have a great evening, everybody. God bless.